Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, we're going to talk about some commentary that deals with a little bit of everything, but you'll have a better understanding as I get into it. Now, I guess before I get into the commentary, I probably should give you some context. Uh, As many of you know, or maybe a few of you probably know, um, I have a blog. I've had this blog since 2007. Yeah, it's been two since like 2007. Uh, So it's been a minute. The blog is called The 12th Planet. Um, And it's a dope blog. And I mean, honestly, I don't... (laughs) I don't write in it as much as I used to, and I really have no uh, logical excuse as to why I don't write in the blog anymore or as much as I used to. It's just I could tell you that I'm busy, but I'm not that busy. I mean, it's just what can I say? I mean, hey, I have a podcast, too. (laughs) So podcast takes up a lot of the time. Um, Nonetheless, every now and then I will go back from time to time and uh I'll read, you know, a post or two, or sometimes if it comes up like in the Facebook memories or something, um, I'll read that as well. And I'll click on the comments uh, in the comment section of the blog after, you know, I read whatever it is, (laughs) whatever it was that I wrote that particular day. Um, And the other day, and I can't even remember where the blog, which blog entry it was or what the subject was. But nonetheless, I had, you know, quite a few comments in the comment section and the comment section back then for blogs was really, really dope um, because uh, you got a chance to learn a lot about people. It wasn't no (laughs) people weren't jumping in your your comment section to, to hate people really were, you know, speaking on whatever it was that you were talking about in this particular subject. Um. It was something about relationships or something like that. Uh, and I got a comment from a commenter, uh, The Reason. And what I want to do is share you share with you his comment on the post. And I want to talk a little bit about the comments that he made uh, because I thought they were very poignant. Um, and he broke it down into like, this is like four different paragraphs, but uh, it's not long, but very, very uh, telling. And I want to give you you know, my perspective on uh, his comments. So I'll read them as such. Uh, quote, when you're young and dumb, love is probably at its purest form. Job, status, family background finances, etc., are not determinants for getting to know someone back in the day. Thus, it feels like you found true love. Close quote. Now, there's more to this particular section, but I want to stop right there. Um, finding true love. <laughs> I think he really touches on a really good point here because uh Yeah. Depending on if you're a certain age, there was a point in time where 
you know, it wasn't about, you know, how much money you had or, you know, what you could do for someone or anything like that. When you, particularly when you're younger, you didn't really look at all of that stuff. You know, you tried to find someone who was compatible for you. You tried to find someone who, uh, who you liked <laughs> and eventually loved, um, you know, what you required in a mate, you know, was relatively simple. It wasn't something where you had a laundry list of things that you wanted from the other person. And, and, you know, conversely, they wouldn't want a laundry list of things from you as well. And I found that comment to be uh, very, um, like I said, very poignant and very uh, interesting to say the least. Um, But depending on, you know, if what generation like for instance if you came up in my generation uh this is home because growing up yeah we didn't we didn't look for that type of stuff it was just it was generally about the person so that's who you were you know attracted to that's who you uh liked it wasn't about you know whether or not she had money <laughs> and, and it's not to say that people you know date and eventually, you know, get in relationships and eventually marry for money. But some do. Um, and it wasn't about, you know, your job status or, you know, what <laughs> your family background or what side of the tracks you came from. <laughs> Shout out to the wrong side of the tracks. Um, so it was, uh, as he mentioned, you know, it was it was very a lot more pure back then, I think. Um But as he mentioned, you know, getting to know someone back in the day, thus it felt like you found true love. So that's, I guess, I don't even want to call it puppy love, but it's it's really about establishing what in your mind and in your heart love was. And I'll pick up from there. He says, quote, not to sound like a bitter married man, but true love must endure more than just prom dates, cabarets and dorm room sex close quote <laughs> cabarets <laughs> that's funny um again he's got a point and that concludes his first paragraph um he's got a point you know true love has to go beyond that now what is true love can you find true love if you don't know what love is uh you might have a hard time. I mean, honestly, there are some people that you and I both know that would not know love if it hit him upside the head with a two by four. I mean, honestly, because, you know, part of what you find in love and what you what you find in relationships and what you find in um, marriage is, first of all, the love from within. If you don't have self-love, then you really can't love anybody else. Um and if you don't know love, then you'll never know you know, what your definition of love could be. And I think sometimes people get a little misguided in their thoughts upon the love that someone should be giving when they don't love themselves. So if I don't love me, I can't tell you how to love me because maybe just maybe I don't know what the hell love is. So he, he, he makes a really, really good point there. Um, so let's move on to paragraph two. And it says, and I quote, 
Through my experiences, I've learned true love is earned, not found. Stop right there. That's a bar. (laughs) And the reason why I say that is because, like, think about it. When you were little, like, you were always told that, you know, you could go somewhere or, or do these things and you could find your love. You could find me like the earth is so huge. You could find your love. Is it possible that you could scour the entire earth and never find love? Uh, probably not. I mean, it, it doesn't. I'm, I'm not going to say it doesn't take much to find love, but you obviously you have to know what it is you're looking for. But, you know. You also have to earn the love. It's just like you earn someone's trust. You earn the love that they give to you. Um, So he makes a great point. So I'll pick up from there. Quote, sure, I have met women that I thought had similar uh, similar passions and interests, but those relationships could not stand the test of time for whatever reason. None of those reasons ever seemed like they were important enough to end relationships But somehow they did. Close quote. And that's the end of paragraph two. Um, That's interesting because, yeah, we always think about, you know, what is going to make the relationship, what is going to make the friendship. And we never think about it ending. And but it always does. (laughs) Like I can even remember just. I'll pick an age, 15. I remember being 15 years old. I'm pretty sure all of you listening have a memory of being 15. Like, let's say you said you found somebody that you liked and you really, really liked them. And you thought, OK, this is going to be my girlfriend, but this is going to be my boyfriend for the rest of my life. Uh, not so much. <laughs> the reality is it wasn't going to last. You know, I mean, when you're 15, if your relationship can last three weeks, that's a pretty good relationship. <laughs> I mean, you know, we so we 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 go through these things and it's interesting now for me being a father, uh talking to my sons about relationships and everything like that because, you know, they tend to think that yes, this girlfriend that I have is going to be my girlfriend forever. And, you know, I'm not here to bust their bubble, but honestly, Girls of the world ain't nothing but trouble. <laughs> Let me stop. This old hip hop line. Uh, honestly, I'm not here to to bust that bubble, but I'm also here to you know kind of be realistic as well to let them know that you know it's probably not going to last. I mean, if you're 15, you're probably not going to date someone and be with that same person for the rest of your life. Um, it's possible, but not likely, right? So. I think that's interesting in and of itself. Um, But what the commenter is speaking to is just about, you know, yeah, you have an idea, you meet someone, they have similar passions, similar interests. um, And you think that the relationship is going to stand the test of time. But the reality is that it's probably not. And that's okay. I mean, that's not necessarily something easy to tell someone, but it's not going to last. Um, nonetheless, if you have that friendship, I think that can stand the test of time. But, you know, 
you have to ask yourself what is more important, the friendship or the relationship. If you don't have that friendship, then you really don't have a relationship to build off of. So that's something to keep in mind. On to paragraph three. He says, quote, I have thought about the concept of true love and the idea of soulmates. I could never really grasp and understand those concepts. And if I did, what does it actually mean? Nonetheless, I think I think it's conceptual at best to find someone that you would be willing to live a lifetime with until death to me is the ultimate test of love. I know that sounds practical, but getting married and staying married are two different sciences. Close quote, end of paragraph. Now that's a bar. <laughs> getting married and staying married are two different sciences. Um, I think that's interesting because a lot of times I hear people talk about, uh, and let me just be real. I hear a lot of women from time to time talk about you know, what their ideas are as far as weddings. And don't get me wrong. I mean, that is a wedding is a beautiful thing. It is something that a lot of women grow up thinking about. Personally, for me, as someone who's been married at the time of this recording, 19 years, I can't ever remember growing up thinking about a wedding. Now, I did know that I was going to get married at some point, or at least I figured that I would. Right. But I never had any thoughts about what my wedding day would look like because honestly, the idea never crossed my mind. I just thought, OK, yeah, I'll meet a woman. I'll like her. I'll eventually eventually love her. We'll get married. We'll have a couple of kids and we'll live happily ever after. And that's what it was supposed to be. But thoughts of an actual wedding, like the actual ceremony. I'm going to say that, and there's no scientific proof of this, but I'll say probably about 90% of men don't think about that growing up. You know, for those who even plan to get married, they, they probably don't give a lot of thoughts to their wedding day. And there's probably a lot of women that don't think about that either. But there's, I'm willing to bet that there's more women than men that actually think about it. But I always caution people. Most weddings last about 25 minutes. <laughs> That's it. I mean, if you think I'm lying, the next wedding that you go to time it, it's about 20, 25 minutes, the actual ceremony. So you can literally get married in no time. But in the process of getting married, how much time are you looking to use to spend toward developing yourself and your mate and your future spouse getting prepared for the wedding, excuse me, getting prepared for the marriage and not the wedding. Because a lot of times people spend a lot of time on getting ready for the wedding. Not as much time on getting ready for the marriage. I mean, you practice in a game. I mean, excuse me, you pra you go to practice for a game, right? You don't just show up to the game. <laughs> so you can't put the cart before the horse. I think 
that's something that a lot of people have lost sight of. And I get it, you know, because it's, you know, fashionable. It's, you know, you have these big budget weddings and don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking anybody who wants to drop a bunch of money into a wedding. That's fine. Whatever, you know, floats your boat, whatever you can afford. Cool. Knock yourself out. But you have to prepare yourself for a wedding. Excuse me. You have to prepare yourself for a marriage and not the wedding. And as the reason said in his comments, you know, you have to make sure that once you get married, you stay married. And anybody that's married will tell you that, you know, it's not easy. Then again, it ain't supposed to be easy, but it's not easy at all. And so with those things being said, yeah, it's definitely harder to stay married than it is to get married because you can get married relatively quickly. And I I don't think people really, really recognize that. And I think for a lot or for some, particularly like young men, like there's really not a blueprint for how you go about doing that. There is really no one of our generation that is speaking about marriage in honest terms. And we kind of are the lost generation in the sense that a lot of us, speaking for me, didn't really have a blueprint of how to be a young black, you know, professional married man and like really make that shit work. You know what I'm saying? Like none of us really had no fucking, you know, no, no blueprint to follow in any way. And I think he makes a great point there. He makes an excellent point there. And we just we're not told that. And when you're not told that you just sometimes you're kind of left trying to figure it all out. And that can be problematic. But as the reason said in in his uh, comments, you know, he talked about, you know, the idea of soulmate. And he talked about not being able to grasp the concept of soulmates. And I've heard people on opposite ends of it. You know, do is there one person that's a soulmate or can you have 20 soulmates? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to think that there's some credence to the theory that I was told when I was younger that there's somebody for everybody. Does that mean that everybody's supposed to be married? No, no. Everybody's not supposed to be married. Everybody doesn't need to be married, to be honest. But it really just depends on your perspective and what it is that you want. But um, I, I think I think he touched on a great point there. So let's move to the next paragraph. Um, He says. "Okay, we talked about. Okay, let me move to the last paragraph. Quote. With that being said, I think I have been tagged as one that got away a couple of times, but I never viewed any previous relationship that way. Based on my commentary, I guess everyone could have figured it out by now. Friendships, relationships, marriages all require an honest and sincere investment. As with most investments, time will tell. The more that you put into it, the greater the return. Define the love you receive by what you give. And then I think you can label it true. And that, my friends, is the real. 
exclamation point. Close quote. Man, <laughs> you left a lot there to unpack. Um, so let's break it down. Uh, being tagged as the one that got away. Um, that's very possible. In fact, I've heard that, you know, about people. Um, have I ever been tagged the one that got away? I don't think so. How <laughs> might have been? I don't know. It's never been, you know, said to me, at least not that I can remember. Um, but I think everybody has, you know, relationships or maybe previous relationships or different things that have happened where they say, okay, well, maybe that's not the one that got away, but I probably regret that. Now, the reason, uh, is the person that wrote this, you know, comment and he feels in his heart that, you know, he was tagged as the one who got away by a few people, but I find it interesting that he didn't feel that way about any previous relationship. That says a lot. And so when you look at it like that, I think it gets pretty deep. And then he talks about friendships, relationships, marriages all require an honest and sincere investment. The operative word is investment. You know, what you get in, what you put into it, that's your return. That's what you should get on your return. You know, but it's just like anything else. If you don't put anything into it, then what's the likelihood that you're going to get something back? And the same can be said for a friendship. Same can be said for a relationship. And the same can definitely be said for a marriage. You know, it's really about what you put into it. If you don't put anything into it, then how can you expect to get the return on your investment, if you will? <laughs> um. But that's a bar. I mean, I, I totally get him. And like you said, like most investments, time will tell. You know, any type of friendship, any type of relationship, any type of marriage, uh, time will actually see it through. Uh, it will see it through good times and bad times. But how you weather those times uh, really depends on you and the other person. Um, but you have to realize that, you know, you're invested in it. Uh, I always give the example of um, <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> much younger, before I got married. Like I had friends who would like one of my boys, he was dating this woman and they were pretty serious, but he would never move in. Like he would go stay at her crib for a little while and she'd come stay at his crib, but they never like lived together. And his thing was, was like, you know, he didn't want to live with her because he was just like, you know, if I get mad with you, I can go back to my place. You can go back to your place. And this went on for a few years and I kind of pulled him to the side one day and I said, look, yo, if you don't, if you operate under that mindset, then you always have a bailout. But if you live together, then, you know, in a lot of ways, you have to stick it out. You have to, you know, sit there and kind of concentrate and focus on what it is or what it's going to take to make it better. And that's the rough part of any friendship or relationship or marriage for that matter. 
And his response to me was like, I'm not in it like that. I'm not in that deep. And while his comment kind of took me for a back, but I, when I thought about it, I said, okay, well, that makes sense. If you're not into it, then no, it doesn't make any sense for you to get to, it doesn't make any sense for you to get together and live with her. And, you know, ultimately they both got tired of that type of arrangement and they went their separate ways. But I learned a lesson from that. And that what I learned was that, you know, everybody has their own pace. And ultimately, the levels of investment or commitment, if you will, that you have to a friendship, to a relationship, to a marriage, it varies. And it also varies from from the people and how they actually go about it and how much they put into it. He was in a situation where he wasn't going to put but so much of himself into that relationship. And maybe, you know, on the flip side, maybe she was, too. And that's cool if that's where you both are. But ultimately, you know, it's about how much you're going to invest of yourself, how much of you are going to invest in your finances. <laughs> and more importantly, how much of you going to invest in your heart into a relationship? Is this something that you want? Is this something that you just uh, we'll see what happens? And I think that's fine if that's how you feel. But if you're honest, you know, be be honest with the other person. In conclusion, man, I think I got to thank the reason <laughs> for this post. Um, again, I'm sorry. I don't I can't even remember where I found the comment from, but it was on a comment on a post that I wrote. And uh, I took a screenshot of his. Uh, comment and I said you know that that would be something to bring to the podcast because it's it's layers and um, I thought he did a great job of explaining you know himself and then also the mindset of where some young men are and uh, you know I felt him on that and hopefully you can get something from that too because I think ultimately we all want the same thing we just have a different way of getting there and when it comes to levels of commitment, I think we want to get there. We, we just have to go about it the same way and try to be on the same page. And ultimately, if we can do that, maybe we can make something out of this thing. That's going to do it for me, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening, downloading and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.